There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I am your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, and I'm so happy that you are tuning in today. I wanted to have a conversation really about some aspects of consulting that I probably haven't shared very much about lately. We've been talking a lot about, you know, general business uh, stuff, but this conversation is really going to dive a little bit more so into what it feels like and what it means to really enter into the consulting world as a woman of color. And one of the reasons why I want to have this conversation is because I was tuning into a live today on LinkedIn. And in this particular live, the host was talking about how you start a consulting business, how you grow your consulting business. And of course, (laughs) it went back to the same old strategies that everyone always refers to, one being to rely on your referrals and to, uh, you know, kind of dive into your network and things of that nature. So all of that that was being mentioned was not unusual. But where I had a problem is that there was someone that commented in that live, who was also a woman of color, who was asking whether or not they should utilize marketing as part of their strategy. And the host actually shared that they did not recommend that being an initial part of the way that they were trying to gain or attain clients. And that's where I was like, er, stop, hold up, wait. <laughs> I have so many issues with this. And the reason being is that I just felt like that advice was totally opposite of what I would recommend, especially uh, speaking to someone who is part of a marginalized community because the game is very different in, in what you're going to need and how you're going to have to build your business may look different than what the majority is doing because guess what? You're not the majority. I'm not the majority. So all I can do is share my experience. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to create this podcast is because I wanted to have another voice out there that allowed you to really realize that it, number one, it's okay to do things differently. But then also I don't want you to second guess yourself, your ability when a particular strategy is not working for you. Because sometimes it's just that that strategy was not designed 
to work for you. And we're going to talk about that because I want to run through just some of this information, some some things that I want you to think about. Uh, so you know that I'm not just saying this to be contrary or to be difficult or to just have an opposing view, but it really is based upon the reality of which we find ourselves, especially if you're a woman of color working in, in the consulting industry or trying to build a consulting business. So one of the first things is that when people tell you to rely on your network for referrals and to, in essence, generate business that way, you know, they're not telling you something that is incorrect. That is a wonderful way to find business. So let me repeat again. That can be a wonderful way to find business. However, one of the big problems and challenges that we often have, especially as, um, as a minority, is the fact that when we are diving into our referral network, it may not include individuals that are either in our industry or it may not include people who are higher up in higher stakeholders or decision makers, especially in the B2B space, when we're trying to really work toward getting or landing certain contracts. So because of that, because that reality is somewhat different, it can actually limit our pool from which we can pull from. So while we can get some business to get started, and definitely as you serve your clients and you you know, begin to re- get referrals from them, from people that they know who work in their industry, that that is going to bring you business. But when you're first starting out, maybe when you look at your Rolodex, your Rolodex doesn't look as deep as maybe some other people. And so that is something that is a challenge that is, it's going to keep you if you were only relying on that from winning the business that you need. And I'm not just making this up. This is not just because of, for instance, the way I feel, the way we, what my Rolodex looked like when I started, but this is just based on the numbers. When you look at data that uh, really breaks down the percentage of women in higher roles, administrative roles in the C-suite, when you look at the percentage of of women in general, that's roughly about 23 to 25%. So you're already dealing with a fraction of individuals who are in this higher level of authority that in leadership that are, are women. Now, that's not to say that your network can include men. I mean, clearly it can. I'm, I'm trying to make a point here in terms of just thinking about people that may look like you. And so, you know, only a quarter of those individuals are or would be women, consider women. And when you break that down even further and recognize that also only 4%, 4%, 1, 2, 3, 4% of the C-suite is represented by black women and then only 13% by women of color. Then you really have to stop and think, what is the likelihood that you are going to know someone who is at that higher level to make the decision, especially when you're talking about the B2B space. In reality, in our society, there are some things that pose an obstacle, can potentially pose an obstacle when it comes to really being able to gain business that way. Because we recognize that, we have to really think about how we are looking to gain business and what we're willing to do in order to grow our businesses to a new level. 
Because if you were, if you're being told to totally rely on referrals or rely on your network and you don't have access to that, you don't have a robust network of people who are going to be at a higher level to make these decisions in, in the B2B space, or maybe you don't have a network that's full of individuals that align with your mission and your purpose and your goals, even in the B2C space. If you don't have those things, number one is that you're going to have to build it. And so if you're going to build it, if you're going to go through a process of attracting people to you for the purpose of building this network, that's going to include some aspect of marketing. So that's why I had such a big problem with the way that that was stated is because I think that marketing people automatically assume that you're talking about running money to ads, but that is not the totality of marketing. Marketing can be include a number of different strategies. And definitely when you're talking about inbound marketing, you're even talking about things such as content marketing, or, you know, you're talking about things such as SEO and other ways of generating, generating leads and really building your name, your brand in the thought leadership space and being able to attract people to you. So you can build a community. So you can begin to network and really navigate your industry a lot better so that you're able to meet these people who have the ability to make decisions. But this is all part of the process. And it has to be specific to your industry and specific to your need based upon what service you are trying to sell. It depends on who you need to talk to, who is going to be the decision maker, who you're selling to, right? So that's one of the reasons why even in a situation where you're going to rely on referrals, because referrals can be, can be great when done effectively, you're still going to have to ensure that those referrals come from a place that aligns with your service offer and the the business that you want to build. Otherwise, it takes you totally off course. So, you know, I really feel very strongly that in order for us to succeed, especially as women of color in this consulting space, we have to start thinking about this whole process a lot differently. We can't rely on just these traditional methods because you want to keep in mind that those traditional methods did not have you in mind. They weren't created with you in mind, mainly because we weren't there. (laughs) We were not there. We were not the majority. And if you pick up any book, I always talk about this. If you pull one off my bookcase right behind me, it's all going to be typically by a white male. And so that individual may not have the perspective to be able to share what it would take for someone who does not have similar access and privilege to be able to find the business that they need. And if you're relying on those methods, then it will leave you behind. It will leave you totally relying on securing business that is far below your capability and your ability as a consultant based upon your expertise. We may settle for these different things that we find to be accessible to us. And we may feel as if these larger contracts are just out of reach. You know, the, the, the big business is just something that we don't have the ability to land. That is so far from true. The thing is, we count ourselves out before we even give ourselves the opportunity to, to go after that type of work. And a lot of times it's because 
we are waiting for someone to, you know, kind of invite us in to make us part of the inner circle to give us the the inside scoop. And I'm going to be honest with you. There are going to be a number of times where you're going to have to go in and kick down the door. (laughs) You're going to have to take your chair in and sit at the table. You're going to have to build your own table. Those are all the things that you're going to have to do so that you can build the business that you deserve. You can't allow those things to hold you back. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I always say, do not rely on solely the traditional methods for building a consulting business. Don't lock yourself into following one particular path. You have to find the strategy that's going to work best for you so that you can land the business that you need. So what does that look like? You know, what I've done definitely uh, with a number of clients in the past is focus on helping them find their their audience, find their, their what I like to call their hit list, the target individuals that they need to reach and get in contact with so that they can begin to build those relationships. So they can create these opportunities for connection that allow them to really build relationships on a deeper level. Because from that, may come an opportunity to, whether it's a speaking engagement or whether it's some other type of event, it allows you the opportunity to do more so that your business is then getting more visibility as well as social proof and testimonial that you're credible and that your work is good. But we're going to have to have all hands on deck. We need to be able to really pull from anything and everything that we can in order to really uh, be able to play the game on an even playing field. Because otherwise, we we go out somewhat handicapped, right? And, and so the reason why I'm having this conversation is because I don't think that any of these things should stand in our way. This is not me ranting because I feel like, oh, it's so unfair and, (laughs) you know, they won't let us have access and we can't do this. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm having this conversation because I'm saying that you have to realize that what's being recommended to you oftentimes comes, even if it's coming from a good place, comes from a very particular perspective, perspective that probably is not the same as yours. From that standpoint, you have to think about your reality, who you know, what you've had access to, how you're being able to build connections, how you are best suited for the job, how you're able to really land clients. Those are the things that are going to matter. I did an episode previously a few weeks back that talked about a book that I was reading and One of the reasons why I wanted to share it is because I think it spoke a lot to this. It was actually the book by Ursula Burns. It's entitled uh, Where You Are Is Not Who You Are. And even at her high level, at the highest role that she played in our U.S. government, she talked about not having access to certain areas because a lot of business deals would be made, for instance, on the on the golf course and and she wasn't there (laughs) or they would be made in rooms that she wasn't part of. And so what, I, what I'm just trying to explain is that in spite of that being the case, we have to be aware and have instead a strategy in our toolkit for us to succeed and excel anyway. 
So a lot of the work that I like to do, a lot of what I like to share, a lot of what I help clients achieve centers around building a system and a business structure for you to gain business and really build a successful consulting practice your way on your terms so that you don't have to feel as if you're beholden to someone else. or you have to just sit on the sidelines and wait for someone to allow you to play. (laughs) We're not waiting for anyone to allow us to play. We are going to play the game that we know how to play, which is the game of being able to show up and do excellent work to be able to help others, to be able to serve our clients well, and to be able to grow and be successful. So, you know, this is my little rant because I just really had an issue with the fact that the advice that was being given, I saw as limiting that individual's potential because at the end of the day, if she had been having difficulty landing business thus far and and was going to be unwilling to try anything else, such as a marketing strategy in order to attract and gain business that she needed then the likelihood of her achieving her goal was going to be much lower. And then one last thing is that another thing that just bothers me (laughs) too is the fact that when people give this advice, oftentimes they're giving this advice, but doing something completely different. So telling someone, oh, you don't have to worry about doing marketing right away. Marketing shouldn't be part of your initial strategy, but turning around and then in the same breath saying how they have been marketing. The fact that they're on the live is a marketing plan. The fact that they have things posted on their blog is part of marketing. (laughs) That's the part that is hilarious to me. So what we just have to know is that at the end of the day, you have to create a system that is going to work for you. You have to know how to run your business effectively to meet your goals. Do not focus on what someone else is telling you has to be the one and only way to do it. If someone says that this is the one and only way to approach anything in life, you want to probably give it a second look because <laughs> I won't even tell you that there's one way to do it. There are a number of ways that you can get to that goal. You have to feel the, figure out the best way for you, the most effective way for you in your industry. So don't let those things hold you back. If you are having difficulty, it may not be you. It just may simply be the strategy that you're using. As always, if you need help trying to figure any of that out, that's what I love to do. What I like to say I do best. (laughs) And um, definitely you can find all that information in the description um, as well. But, you know, really just all in all, make sure that you are keeping your goals front of mind, making it a priority for you, because after all, you're going to be the one celebrating in the end. All right, guys, I hope this helped. Although it's a rant, I hope it helped. (laughs) I hope it helped you think about some ways of how you approach your business as you move forward in the future. And definitely, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or rate it on Spotify and share it with a friend. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. 
Also, I love to hear from you. So let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit ExcelAtConsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.